Hello and welcome to Charmed and Alarmed. This podcast is dedicated to all things witchy and metaphysical. So whether you're a baby witch, an expert, or just want to learn about some spooky stuff, you're in the right place. I'm Shelby. I'm Lauren. And I'm Brittany. And today we'll be discussing in bulk. But first, um, thank you to all of the new listeners we have. We so appreciate you rating and reviewing. I could not find my Apple device because I do not have an Apple phone device. Um, <laughs> and I couldn't find it today. So I'm going to have to look for it. Um, so I could not check if we had any funny reviews. So if you wrote a funny review, it'll be out next week. Um, and thank you to all of the listeners who have emailed us their comments and their stories. We do love hearing them. And we got a voice memo from someone mentioned a couple of weeks ago. And I finally figured out how to make it do the thing on the internet so that the ladies can hear it. So we're going to be listening to that. And then we're going to answer our listener question. Who's excited? Us. We are. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren is sick. Yeah. So she sounds less enthusiastic or nasally. You need to give her a break. Hi there. I just got done listening to the spirit guide episode and I wanted to kind of ask you guys a question slash share a dream that I had because it really kind of related to what was mentioned with that perhaps there's like an agreement that a spirit guide would help you um, or like a consent there. Um, and the dream that I had it was basically me as a consciousness looking down at the world at me as a human. And I was talking with these other beings of consciousness as well, just about my struggles as a human and my insecurities. And I don't even really remember how it came about, but we basically agreed upon as the beings of consciousness that I would go down to human me to help me out with these challenges. Um, because like it, in my dream, it was just so clear. It was like, I can't believe she's even struggling with this. Like this is well within her, her ballpark. She can absolutely do this. Like I'm going to go help. Um, and that was it. Like that's the entire dream. So it just is it stuck with me for a long time because in some ways I'm wondering if there is possibly a spirit guide within me that is part of myself, um, but I don't know enough about it. So I would just love your insight and expertise to know if you've ever heard of something like that before um, or is this just kind of spicy psychology? I'm excited to talk about this because I know exactly what she's talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah. So let's get it. So there, the agreement with the spirit guides where it's like her and like she's her own spirit guide. What? Mm -hmm. Give me your thoughts. Should I go first? Sure. Are we okay with that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're all I, in agreement. I'm we checking like with you. everybody. <laughs> 
So I don't know um, if you know this. We like to hear you talk. So oh oh, thank God. <laughs> I love talking. I'm sure people uh, have found that out. Um, so I think what's really important to to remember is that we are um, we are a spiritual being having a human experience, not the other way around. So, um, first of all, thank you so much for, um, you know, sending us, uh, in your question and, and, um, sharing this with us because this is so, so cool. I love hearing these sorts of experiences other people have. So, um, I think that you are sort of your own, um, best compass when it comes to life in general, um, so it makes total sense to me that um, your human, you know, your human self. So the part of you that is having a human experience was really stumbling with something and having a really difficult time. It makes total sense to me that your um, spiritual self then went back to source and was like, I'm, you know, my human self, my human part is having a really difficult time with this. Um, could I please get some help? And then, you know, you went to source, you received the information you needed, and then you came back to your human experience in order to help yourself further. Um, I also had a very recent um, experience where um, I was continuously told that um, the one is the all and the all is the one. So we are all um, the universe having experiences. Like we are the universe and the universe is us. So we are part of the universe having a human experience. And, you know, we will it go would back. It be like one, one cell thinking that they aren't connected to the whole body. You know exactly. what I mean? That's kind of how I think about it. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. Um, so I think that um, for me, I would not necessarily say that you are your own spirit guide because to me, spirit guide is an outside source. So it's a different individual. Um, but if that's what makes sense to you, then yeah, you are definitely your own guide. You have your intuition within you that's telling you what you you know, need to do and you get your inclinations and things like that. And you are the universe. You are source or, or God or like whatever you want to talk about because everything is, is the all and the one at the same time. So I really like your um, analogy, Shelby, where it's like, yeah, you're a cell within a body. And so you're part of the body, but you're also an individual at the same time. So it's kind of like the, um, I think it's a Buddhist ideology. I'm not 100% sure where it's like, um, everything is important and everything is meaningless at the same time. Oh, wow. Let's do a whole episode on Buddhism and then we'll find out. Right, right. So that would be my suggestion, uh, or not suggestion, but like what I would say Explanation, is that. Explanation, kind of. Yeah. Like you I definitely. Find it, I was going to just interject on that last bit that Shelby yeah. and you brought up is um, I stumbled upon when I was scrolling on the Instagram a Neil deGrasse Tyson. Am I saying his name right? Oh, he was doing yes. an interview mm-hmm. and he was talking about how like the four major atoms of the human body are the same four major atoms of the whole like universe. So it's like like we are something else, nitrogen, oxygen, carbon. Yeah. Like the, (laughs) basically the things we need to live in our atmosphere. Mm, Right. Um, 
So I just found that interesting, you know, how we're all one in the same. And he really brought that point to, you know, put the nail on the head when he said that Mm -hmm. for me anyways. Yeah. And I think this goes so well with that. Like, well, even with that analogy to like dig into it deeper is like every atom is made up of the same, it like nucleus, protons, electrons, just mm -hmm. in a different arrangement. So like, Mm -hmm. even those are like individual parts of a whole right uh, that make up everything that are all the same so um yeah I I also like the idea of how you said that that you know her her like spirit self went to source to try and sort things out and and that manifested in like her talking to like friend spirit guides because I know if I was in a different life and I was struggling I'd send my little spirit dude out to go find you two and be like, what you, what you think about this? what you think about this girl? Doesn't even know how to do this. Oh, I'm going to go back. I'm going to help her out. Gee whiz. And, you know, cause like if, if you think of the idea of like, um, oh my God, the, uh, the cat, the cat, the cat the has arrived. Um, but if you think about it, about like, um, you know, where we're each choosing to, live a life on in the human plane fresh and new um you know you're kind of like a baby just mm-hmm. like what well, you literally are a baby uh, but you know you don't have all this stuff so it might be stuff that your spirit you has previously learned before that mm-hmm. you're like struggling with to relearn now and uh you know your your spirit self I don't know it's kind of just like we already learned this lesson sweetie like this isn't why I'm here right but this <laughs> vehicle has itself would be right, right. Yeah. you were saying Lauren I'm sorry and I already apologize in case we haven't already said it I have a cold so if I sound more <laughs> nasally or if I'm making weird sounds that's why so I highly suggest to your friend And thank you for sending in the memo. And I love, like Brittany said, hearing other people's stories. They're so fascinating to me. I highly suggest that you look up the Akashic records, if I'm saying it right. Basically, when I heard your, you know, your dream, what you said, it sounded to me like you were going, when Brittany said, to higher source. You were going to higher source, but also doing like an Akashic record type review of your life Mm -hmm. where you just, it's like a library that has all the data, all the information of everything past, present and future about yourself and everyone else, everything else. Mm -hmm. So I would look that up. And then um, in terms of like a spirit guide within you, I think to a point we do have a spirit guide within us, but I don't call it that. I would call it my higher self. Mm-hmm. Or like mm-hmm. the person that's yeah, because we have like we're here and we're there and we're everywhere else all at the same time. Our 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 soul mm-hmm. can do so many different things, and I also believe, and this could be a whole another podcast that we have different um, like dimensional lives, or yeah. um, I don't know what the right word is for that, but basically like multiverse universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like we're living multiple different lives within the same life. And then we just all kind of mush it back together when we go back to the other side. So I call that. So what you call your soul, I've started calling your quantum body. And that makes sense to me what you said, Lauren, because like when you're, you know, 
that quantum, what we call quantum physics now, you're doing so much more than what you're doing right this very moment. Um, and I'm glad you brought up um, Neil Tyson Degrassi. He has a really cool um, YouTube channel called Star Talks. Um, and he brings up really interesting topics like this. Um, but he talks about how the universe um, was seeded by the death of stars. Like mm -hmm. the stars had to die in order to release, quote unquote, die, to release mm -hmm. all of those elements within them so that life, as we understand it, could could come exactly. about right. right so it's like we are literally like lauren like you said we are literally stardust we are literally the universe um which i think is a really cool and really beautiful thing i think that it connects really us empowering. so much more yeah yeah and it like it connects you not only with other humans but it connects you with everything yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah so. trees and dirt and and the other planets and the solar system and beyond and, and everything yeah. yeah and black holes and like everything bot globules, um, globules. <laughs> that my, yeah that was my favorite thing to learn in astrology <laughs> is that there's something called a bot globule what um, is a bot globule yeah i don't know what this is <laughs> what is that it's a dark nebula so okay here's the long backstory of why i am constantly talking about bot globules so <laughs> I learned that word. I thought it just was the funniest thing that I had ever heard in college. And then I got this cat, Daisy, not the one that's always that I'm always yelling at. She's the very cute <laughs> one. Um, so Daisy um, will do this thing and she'll like stand on your chest while you're laying down and she'll knead on you. And then she gets like a globule of spit that comes down. And you're just like, please, God, no, please, God, no. There's jewels on you. And no. so I call that her blessing globule. Um, and so then I started calling her a bot globule. Um, and Michael was making fun of me because he took the same class in college. Uh, he was like, do you even remember what a bot globule is? And I was like, no, I just remember the word. And so we were talking about that literally like earlier today. And he's like, it's mm -hmm. a dark nebula. So like basically all of the um, – like the you can't see pat like hold on now i gotta find y'all a picture hold on also what i'm i'm thinking i'm hearing you correctly bot globule bok b-o-k bok globule globule all i can think yeah, of like is it's a universe sneeze yeah <laughs> it's a universe like a chill and then now you have a bok globule around in space Right. Also, fun fact, um, space simultaneously fascinates and terrifies me very much yes, like, the deep, like the deep ocean. I'm like, this is fascinating yeah. and also terrifying. <laughs> I have those moments, too, especially when I see the comparison of sizes oh. when you like break down mm -hmm. the size of each planet next to each other and then they get like further out and further and out. Then and then we're like, this, yeah. And then other suns from other like solar yeah. systems oh, yeah. and i'm just like oh jesus like okay this is too much right now. yeah like okay. like neil tyson degrassi talks about how our sun will never be a black hole because it's not big enough it doesn't have enough mass mm. um, oh that's good to know that's that's <laughs> Really? So we don't have to worry about that being one of the things that ends us. We don't have to worry us. about that anyways. That's, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, we'll, we'll of years. yeah. So according to Wikipedia, a block a Bach globule um, are isolated and relatively small dark nebula containing dense cosmic dust and gas 
from which star formation may take place. Um, so they're like pre-stars. Um, and so they, but they look, the picture that Michael showed me earlier today, cause there was one on um, probably Reddit um, that he showed me. I bet it was that new telescope probably took a picture of it. Oh my God. I Let's get on new Google. I understand that like the colors and stuff are put in afterwards based on like the, analytics of what oh, really? it's looking at yeah um uh take that with a grain of salt i heard that or from somewhere i watched scishow on youtube quite a bit it's got oh, hank I green you, and john green and stuff and they talk about it oh yeah i love them yeah. i've been watching them forever yeah that's that and there's i love it because it's like a little nugget of really cool info in a very short amount of time. And my ADHD is like, yes, this pleases us. The goblin brain is like, yes, this pleases yes. me. Um, but okay, put a, a picture of the Bach globule that's most recent in, in the thing. And I'll put it on the Instagram for anybody who wants okay. to see it on the Instagram, but I put it in the, the show, our notes that we share as podcasters, <laughs> as podcasters, nails, mean emoji, the, nails emoji. I mean on the, it's Hold very on. bottom. On the very bottom. Whoa. Okay. So it's just like a dark space. Mm. Yeah. It's and so huh. it's like. So it's like, but so, light can't like reflect off of it or something like that. So right. Okay. So it's almost like if I'm going to compare it to the human body, it's almost like whenever the womb is fertile, and like pregnancy could happen. But it's not necessarily going to happen. Yeah. So, like, yeah, yeah. Like you have all the ability to make itself a star, right? If it becomes compact enough eventually, sort of. Right. Right. Okay. So it's it's Um, not guaranteed that it will happen, but there is a lot of potential that it could happen. Right. Okay. But there are clouds of. Okay. Here's from Fizz fizzorg.com so we're gonna have some really random references now in the <laughs> references section um but a block block globules are small interstellar clouds of very cold gas and dust that are so thick they're nearly or totally opaque to visible light um so it can be studied with infrared or radio techniques right um so they're not black holes but they're you can't see through them so right, because like a, a black, black hole spot. is actually like pulling stuff into it, and I did right. read somewhere it's so dense that it right. it's just like really small but incredibly dense, and it pulls things in, and you'll turn into spaghetti. Well, and the thing about it too is, I started reading that um, black holes eventually spit shit out too. Oh, yeah. Well, it right. has to go somewhere, right? So I, oh. so here's my theory. Here's here's my um, extremely novice has no background in this info honestly i think black holes are the place where energy is transmuted like i know i know energy can't be created or destroyed but i think that black holes might be the place where energy is changed into something else like it's you know it sounds it sounds really horrible it, it does like a horrible way They're to go so fascinating and so terrifying all at once but and i don't care what interstellar i could said. get killed <laughs> by going into one just to figure out what happens i think it might be worth it it but isn't like, for me because i'm terrified <laughs> that your soul gets stuck there mm, i'm, I'm sure terrified that it- <laughs> i don't know why your you know? soul would get stuck there i mean your meat body might 
but well i know but if it's like if you're if your soul is made up of quantum particles which there which there is some research that shows that it is um and black holes suck up everything then i i know i know that it is an irrational fear but my i my i'm like no no <laughs> these are my no. particles thank these you are, this is my quantum body and you know, you know when when i transition um to the other side i can go ask god herself and be like hello what happens there <laughs> here's the deal um i think i would be okay with it just because i do feel like um you know, the other side might get access to emails and I don't think I could get an email from a black hole. So I would be okay if I died there and then my soul got stuck there as long as there's no emails. Um, you know, I, going off of that, um, I'm starting to form a, a belief personally that um, emails are of the devil. Uh, no, um, oh, but I okay. support you in your belief in that. <laughs> I think there's better ways of communicating. We're not here than... to deny anybody's experience. So <laughs> right, if you think right. that emails are demons from hell to, to ruin your life, it's against your religion to work. All I can think of is from uh, The Good Place. I don't know if you guys have ever seen The Good I Place. I have seen that. Mm, I need to see no. it. Oh, you you need to. You need to. It is hilarious. Is and... that the one with Kristen Bell? Mm-hmm. Okay, I have seen it. A has bit such of it. a be- it's such a beautiful ending. It has such a beautiful ending. Anyways, um, I honestly am starting to realize, personally, my personal experience that um, things in space have souls too, like they are their mm-hmm. own entities, like planets and stars and all kinds of stuff like that. Earth because- has a soul, and we're making it cry, you guys. Well, God, we do call oh, Earth just, Mother just Nature. Yeah, oh, Earth- it just hit me. We're making, really making it soul cry. Yeah, she's. Oh. I think she's gonna be okay. Honestly, though, because she's pretty good about. She's shaking. very resilient. She's yeah. very strong, but still. No, we should be taking better care of her. I'm not saying it's yeah. an excuse, but, um, but it makes me wonder uh, what talking to a black hole would be like. Oh yeah. Be like hello. I wonder if it would be like in the listeners thing where you just like go chill with the black hole the black hole's like you know what i release your particles right it's like hi black hole what's up up? i see that you're that bitch i'm for it um but (laughs) i want to know if i get to live as a black hole in the next go around so i am starting to the more that the more experiences that i have and the more stuff i talk to i'm starting to realize that um we're all made up of the same stuff right mm-hmm. and we all we're all the one and the one is the all we're literally made up of the universe the universe is made up of us right then to me it makes absolute total sense to me that you could live and have an experience as anything because why the fuck not I don't think that we always choose to. I think that we might be like, well, you know, I lived as a space rock for several billion years. That was kind of cool. Um, I'm ready to be something else now, right. you know, but like really yeah. leave it up as a tree next time, you know, right. Or, but Burn I mean, just quick. think of the just crazy experiences that you would have as that sort of entity. It would be completely different. Time right. would be completely different. Um, the, the storm in 
in is it Jupiter the big the big storm? Oh yeah, mm. that just is going forever and ever. Amen. It's um, getting smaller. It scares me. It's always been there. It's been my constant. It's the only constant <laughs> constantly there. Now they're saying it's getting smaller. The storm can't end. I don't. Will life be without the storm on Jupiter? I I, I think um, is that it affects us zero percent. To be. <laughs> I don't think it's going to go away in our lifetime. It affects really me don't. psychologically a thousand would, percent. Would well, what if that be- storm was like the chrysalis and it's just transforming and it'll eventually become a butterfly on Jupiter. Anyway. It'll, on be Jupiter like, it'll be like Mothra, but from Jupiter. <laughs> but from Jupiter. Yeah. In uh, insert new Godzilla um, movie right there. So Okay. We'll make one. Is there a get- new one? Uh, I mean, Godzilla King of Monsters came out not that long ago. That was really good. I, I don't watch movies. Okay, Godzilla. Uh, here's the thing. I understand all the Godzilla movies have a glaring potholes. Potholes. <laughs> plot holes. <laughs> There's and probably too. some potholes. <laughs> yeah, after that guy's really big and he's walking around. So, right. Exactly. Anyway. Um, but uh, I I enjoy those movies. There is a um, Titan which is a giant monsters in Godzilla that's called Mothra. And she's a, a giant moth, believe it or not. And um, she and Godzilla are depending on like which genre of Godzilla you're watching are partners, husband and wife, uh, just symbiotic relationship sort of deal. Oh, like but, they don't fight each other. I thought they fought each other. Um, and some they do in some okay. old movies they do. Um, but uh, I love Mothra because there's like um, these two in some of the older movies, there's these two little fairies and they sing this song to wake up Mothra and it's, it's very beautiful. And they use some of the same music in the newer renditions. Um, but Lauren talked about Chrysalis. And, now you're you know, selling it to me. Yeah, it, it's beautiful. Um, but anyway, she, she talked about the chrysalis and the butterfly. And I was like, it's a giant fucking Mothra, but from Jupiter. There you go, producers. There's your new <laughs> Godzilla. You're welcome. We just gave you some line. content. You're fucking welcome. I would like 10% of that, please and thank you. So anyways, so, shall we anyway, talk about in bulk? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a great um, transition talking about like in the chrysalis getting ready to, you know, Right, yeah, because then yeah. in bulk celebrates – all the stuff that is about to come in spring. Right. So in bulk is a cross quarter festival. So we talked about this when we talked about the wheel of the year. Um, So it's halfway between the winter solstice and the spring equinox. Um, And it's celebrated from sunrise, February 1st to sunset, February 2nd, or some people like to do it the night before you can celebrate it whenever you want. I'm not here to be your mom. So Celtic um, is the origin. So I, they, they flip-flop, remember, from like Celtic mm-hmm. to Germanic. Um, so this one's Celtic. Um, and it was originally to honor um, the Celtic goddess Bridget, among other things. We're going to get to the other things in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was Christianized to honor St. Bridget, who was a different person. Um, she was apparently a person or a person that the Catholic Church made up um, that had the same name um, who did some stuff. We're not going to get into St. Bridget today because she also had some like interesting stuff. Yes. So I thought maybe we could get into her next year when we do our in bulk episode. Mm-hmm. So um, and I keep saying Bridget. It's pronounced breed or bridge or bridge. Oh. I don't know what the J. Um, oh. So 
yeah, so that's how you say it, I guess, in Celtic Gaelic um, is what one website said. So, I mean, what else am I going to do? Um, so I'm going to continue to call her Bridget because that is how my mind reads that word. Um, and I will forget to do it. So I'm just going to. Well, also, technically, that's our dialect. So, yeah, yeah it's know. my accent, y'all. It's um, my accent. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so she's the daughter of the oldest god in the Celtic pantheon, uh, Dagda. And that is said just like it looks. I was like, oh, okay, well, I need to look up this word, Dagda, because, um, you know, all of the words don't aren't spelled how they look. So I should look it up. And then I looked up like four sources and I was like, Dagda. And I was like, are you, are you kidding me? Okay. So, Mom- so who is Dagda? She is the oldest god in the Celtic pantheon and the mother of Brigid, um, who we are honoring. So, like, I guess that other, the Dagda is, like, very powerful. Um, we'll probably get into her in another episode. Okay. Because uh, today, we're talking about Brigid. It is Brigid's day. Um, okay. okay. So, Brigid is associated with fire of the hearth and, or hearth. I don't really know how to say that word and fire of imagination. Um, she is also blesses other skills that use fire, like blacksmithing. Um, That's cool. And I would assume now that we have electricity, she blesses electricians. I don't know though. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, is it like, would we could, yeah. Listen, Avatar, the last airbender said that lightning bending was a type of fire bending. So we're going to go with it. So electricity I, is a type of fire. I vote for it. It can <laughs> yeah. cause a fire. So it yeah. yeah. In my mind. Um, so Bridget was uh, also associated with fertility, which is like all about this holiday. Um, and because uh, she was also associated with um, like healing and stuff. So she was like super powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's she's a new fave. I'm not going to lie. Um, so according to history.com quote, myths about Bridget's birth say that she was born with a flame in her head and drank the milk of a mystical cow from the spirit world, which is like milk is a big thing because Mm -hmm. in this holiday, because all of the sheep were pregnant. Um, and that's where the, the word in bulk comes from. Um, doesn't it mean in the belly or something like that? Right, yeah. Okay. So um, from letsgoireland.com, they just put it better than I could have put it, so I didn't even try to reward it. Um, one suggestion about the meaning of imbolc relates to the old Irish term imbolg. Um, I space M-B-O-L-G, bulg, um, which is bulg. the coolest word I've ever read. Um, <laughs> it translates roughly to in the belly. Um, this is thought to refer to the ewes um, the lady sheep which at this time of the year were heavily pregnant and about to give birth to their lambs um, and it goes on to say this this article went on to say other scholars have suggested suggested that in bulk comes from the old Irish oil milk um, a term and I don't know if I'm saying that right I didn't look that one up a term that could be used to describe ewes milk as the animals would start lactating around this time to feed their young and milk is therefore often connected with the celebration. Um, so they have, um, things 
I I didn't look too far into this, obviously, <laughs> but around Imbolc and Samhain, sunlight enters through the passageway of the Mound of Hostages on the Hill of Tara, County Meath, um, and this tomb was built around the same time as the New Grange in the Boyne Valley, County Meath, around 5,000 years ago. So I think it, I know what this, you're talking about. Yeah, so the sunlight yeah. hits this tomb like structure um in in a certain way and it's just happens on Imbolc and Samhain. Did I say Sam Hain earlier? I meant Samhain. Um you said Samhain. Oh good. Or my brain um, or I heard Samhain. My brain yeah. reads it Sam Hain and then my mouth has to correct it to Samhain before it right. uh, comes out. <laughs> um I don't know if it happened. So yeah so it, it it you know it's just a cool thing that happens um, on the cross quarter, the those two cross quarter celebrations. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and they there's a bunch of um, you know different monuments and tombs and buildings and stuff that had a lot of significance when it came to the sun and the moon, um, like the All way it the hits world. them in a certain yeah yeah. yeah. Um, so I just found that really interesting. Um, so Imbolc versus Candlemas, because in our Wheel of the Year episode we mentioned that it could be called Candlemas. Um, so Imbolc is sometimes called Candlemas, but it's Candlemas is when the Christians like took it over and they Mm -hmm. were like, we're going to have this, but we're going to call it Candlemas because we like to put must on the end of our holidays. (laughs) Um, but you can still light your candles, yo. Um, so Um, the Victorian farm from BBC that I talked about a few episodes back, um, they talk about um, how they the Victorian farmer would um, uh, schedule like their planting and all kinds of other stuff around the wheel of the year, mm-hmm. and they even said like Candlemas and um, you know different things like that. So it was used quite recently, right. you yeah. know, where it was used as kind of like all right, well around Candlemas, you know, the ewes should be lactating they should be heavily pregnant at this Mm -hmm. point so they have to then like figure out where before then they allow the sheep to get pregnant because you don't want something you don't want your livestock to get pregnant and have babies at the wrong time because Mm -hmm. they're so much less likely to survive or too many to to Mm -hmm. have that you can't feed right exactly Um, so, yeah, and then um, so Candlemas versus Groundhog's Day because those are <laughs> this is also on the same day. Mm-hmm. Um, so Groundhog's Day started in 1887 in the U.S. Um, in Puxatawney, Pennsylvania, um, and it was originally started by a newspaper out there. They were just trying to sell the weather report, yo. Um, but we we had to keep that going because groundhogs are really cute. Um, it's so, kind of fun. <laughs> it's yeah, kind of quirky. So Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania was like big Dutch country. Um, so it's believed that Groundhog's Day was adapted from a German Candlemas tradition involving a badger. So it, they're like a little bit tangentially related. Um, but Imbolc isn't necessarily re- it's they're like distant cousins. Like they're, they're not related, but they're 
distantly related. Um, but like many cultures have superstitions about how the weather or animal acts around this time of year and mm-hmm. how it could predict the upcoming year or good fortune or bad fortune or the weather. Um, in Germany, it was badgers. In some places, it was hedgehogs. Apparently, in the U.S., it's groundhogs because um, we don't have any hedgehogs, which is very rude. You got you got to work with what you got. Earth. We got woolly yeah. worms. Lots of people, you know, <laughs> lots of people try to base uh, what's going to happen, you know, on woolly worms. Uh, and the, mm-hmm. that's a very much a Midwestern thing. Um, what's a woolly worm? I've never heard of that. So you know what worm? they are. They're like those brown and black worms that you see every once in a while. Oh, oh caterpillar. the, the caterpillars. The yeah. really fuzzy caterpillars. Oh. Yeah. And you're supposed to be able to base like how much snow or whatever you're going to get off of like how much color how much black or how much brown is on there Mm -hmm. um so my problem is how can you tell which one's the end and which one's the head (laughs) right and they do that on purpose so that they so that they survive (laughs) have it walk around and then you'll know which one's the head yeah it's also like super bad luck to kill one and don't touch them because some some of those caterpillars that are fuzzy can be poisonous. So just mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I'm really scared of it, and I refuse to learn which ones. I just don't touch any of them. <laughs> <laughs> they can't give consent. They can't give affirmative consent for me to touch them. So, um, so here's some ways to celebrate. Um, so you can make a little straw doll of Bridget. Um, so I have a link in. Um, the show notes uh, where a woman makes a little straw doll of Bridget um, out of straw. Um, If you want to learn how to make it, it, it looks like um, it's just straw with like their, her arms are like straight out (laughs) and like her head's like this. And then it's like a skirt with the frayed out straw. So yeah. um, You know, it's It's, fun. It's like, it's like the women's bathroom sign. Except the arms right. are straight yeah. out rather than straight down. <laughs> arms. And if the bathroom side was made. Okay. Okay. When we start our commune. By the way, you guys, we're going to start a commune. So <laughs> when we get a Patreon, we need you to subscribe to the Patreon. And then you can be part of the commune. Um, the religion is going to be based on my cats. There will be no Kool-Aid. So <laughs> when we start the commune, um, we have to put little Bridget's on the bathroom signs right put them on both because they're going to be gender neutral bathrooms nobody gives a nobody gives a crap right Um, it's like i'm I'm anti-urinal only stalls okay my deal is i'm like just make sure that the door that the stall doors actually shut completely and there's privacy just make sure that it locks completely like i don't want a complicated lock and i don't want a broken lock i just want a lock that works that is very easy to use thank you that's all you have to do with bathrooms. I like the ones where, like, when you lock it, the outside it says shows occupied. Occupied, and when mm-hmm. you unlock it, it'll say vacant. Um, yeah, because I don't want to knock on the stall door either. I don't want to knock on any bathroom door. <laughs> I don't want anyone to have to speak while they're going to the bathroom. I don't like to speak while I'm going to the bathroom. It's a whole thing. I have yeah. a lot of things, and that's one of them. Yeah. Um. So. Um, traditionally these dolls were made out of rushes, which is like a tall grass that grows by like streams and ponds and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but they can, now you can just go buy like craft store straw and make them. Um, some, something said oats, you can make them out of oats. So I don't know if like the way oats grow, if they grow in like a, a plant and you can use the stalk or something. Cause you can't make it out of. 
so oat oats grow meal a lot oats. like no <laughs> well if it's real thick if it's real, real thick, thick oatmeal former yeah you can make it like out of it. it like clay um no oats grow like wheat does so okay. i'm sure it so means oat grass oats. yeah is wheat um, you can make no, you them out can... of pipe cleaners. I really don't, I don't care. I'm pro crafts. Craft it however you want. Make it what, out of whatever you want. Well, and if she's a goddess uh, or if she's, you know, a deity of, um, ingenuity, then like, yeah. use what you got, bro. Like, right? <laughs> um, I put, I think Bridget likes to be honored with a doll. So it doesn't really matter what you make it out of. Um, but I could be wrong. I've never met her. So, um, <laughs> So there are also Bridget crosses that you can make. Um, and the video that I, I saw a couple videos and the one that um, I think is linked in one of the articles, it looks more like a V than a cross, but and then in other ones, it looks like a whole cross. Um, and it reminded me of, um, I, Brittany, I don't know if your church did this, but Catholics, we have Palm Sunday and you get like palms. And I honestly do not remember what it was about anymore. It's around Easter has yeah. something to do with Easter. Um, we did not do that. It's when, yeah, uh, we would... it's when Jesus uh, comes back out of the tomb after three days, I believe. I thought it was before Easter, though. No, Easter you know is when he did that. Yeah, Easter is the resurrection. So obviously, Lauren and I were really busy in yeah. um, Sunday school classes, chit-chatting it up, and not listening to the teacher. Um, so, but they, so at Palm Sunday, they give you palms, you get palms. And as a kid, you would make them into crosses and that you'd fold them in a special way and make them. In, and so this really reminded me of that. So I don't know if maybe, um, the Christians, like if that's maybe a carryover from when, um, this area of the world was Christianized and they were just like, well, I wouldn't be look surprised. A lot like rush reads. I'm going to make a cross out of it. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised because, um, and a lot of like medieval documentaries I've watched, I mean, commoner, just the regular folk were making those too. And they mm -hmm. were meant to help like protect the home and um, yeah. hopefully bring, well, yeah, you, know, you hang blessings. it over the door and mm -hmm. um, it's supposed to protect you and prevent misfortune. I just Googled yeah. it real quick. Uh, it's oh. when Jesus enters into Jerusalem and he's being greeted by people waving palm branches. Oh, Hosanna, hey, Zanna, 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 ho. Okay, I'll sing hair later Um, if anybody wants to see it. That's, that's the scene in hair, or not hair, Uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, uh, where he's walking in. Okay, I get it. See, and then all I can I've related it to a musical now, so I understand. <laughs> I All I thought of was uh, the Prince of Egypt, the la, 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 which has nothing to do with Jesus, but that, that, like, that feeling right I, yeah I, I love that song prince of egypt was a, a banger all mm -hmm. of the music in that was baller <laughs> so also great for baneful magic if you <laughs> really want to use it good good to know yeah the, and the song palm apparently represents immortality oh because he's oh. immortal and they knew beforehand oh my god um it's all connected so, yeah um, so they would hang their Bridget crosses over the door to prevent misfortune. Like I said, in a, sec a second ago, um, honestly, if you're in the broom closet, you can kind of get away with this one. Um, cause it looks just like a regular cross looks like one of those Palm Sunday crosses. So, um, in the research, it did say that the cross was originally to symbolize the sun. 
and didn't have anything to do with the Jesus mythos. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. Maybe the V. I don't know. One of them looked like a V. I'm sw- I swear. Well, um, the, if you look at the um, Jesus mythos and you really start comparing it to a lot of other um, religions, it's it's all sun. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, very sun god stuff. Very very sun god things. Mm-hmm. Um, well, well, even like he most is pictures the son are... of God. So. Right, exactly. Literally. And so. most pictures of him like are very bright light right behind him, mm-hmm. sort of backing him. Yeah. The halo, yep. Um. So my favorite, uh, new favorite, because I have never celebrated in bulk before, but my new favorite way to celebrate it is to make banak, which is a type of bread. And you know, I'm pro-bread. Um, so when you search Bannock, uh, I, there's a couple recipes re- linked, um, in the, the show notes. Um, you'll find a lot of sources that say it's, um, indigenous to North America, like indigenous people eat it. And I was like, that's weird. Cause now it's like one source is saying it's Scottish and one source. So I found it. Um, so what happened was, uh, the Scottish people brought it over around the 17 and 1800s. And the Métis people, um, who were an indigenous culture here, uh, pre-colonization and post, they're, I think they're, they're still here. Um, uh, they're in, yeah, uh, they're in Canada. Um, so they learned how to make the bread from the Scottish fur traders. Um, and so it's like more associated with them now than the Scots because they like got really into making it because it's I mean it's very easy to make um I I'm willing to attempt it um so you get two cultural experiences for the price of one recipe which I think is a pretty good deal um so it's just like flour baking powder salt olive or vegetable oil and water and then you fry it up in a pan or you can bake it like one how do you like bake it in a um iron cast iron skillet um is it kind of like fry bread yeah um and you don't want to make delicious (laughs) yeah you don't want to make it too fast like don't have the heat too high or else Mm -hmm. only the outside will cook and not the inside um i i did read the recipe to learn every mistake i will make so (laughs) um so another way to celebrate is with spring cleaning. Um, so I thought this would be a way that Lauren would celebrate. She looked over. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yeah, she was spring. blowing her nose. And I said spring cleaning and she like, she literally like back in the frame. <laughs> like, hello, that's me. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, yeah, uh, this one's the way Lauren's going to celebrate this. Um, so this isn't how I would celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but because candle mist is associated with cleansing and purification, many modern practitioners use this as a time to start cleaning. Uh-huh. It also seems like a good time to cleanse, like right, doing whatever yeah. cleansing ritual. A side note, that's, that's probably candles. the time I'm going to take down my Christmas decorations. Oh, oh my God. Okay. So fun, fun fact, all of my Christmas decorations, except the tree, because I have a freaking huge tree, um, are in their totes. And they've been sitting in the totes in the living room for a week now. <laughs> and then I'm like, that's not too bad. Only a week. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, you know what? Um, I'm a, the, the, it'll get into the garage when I finally am fed up with it and I don't want to deal with it anymore. Um, which is pretty much what, there. 
what happens. Um, did I tell, okay, sorry. Tangent time. Um, did I tell you guys that I got put on methylphenidate? Mm-hmm. You did. Okay, I did. Um, <laughs> so far, I haven't noticed any help in focus. So this is the third obs. week, right? No, this is just the first week. Oh, no, it week. was like, yeah, it was like a couple days last time. Yeah. Um, well, and it, you know, it took them forever for them to actually, you know, get me my prescription because. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, if you're prescribed a medication, it's not like it's needed or anything. Right. And then they have to fight with your insurance company. And then, yeah, anyways. Um, Don't get me started. Yeah. American healthcare system is stupid. Um, but. I'm hoping that after, you know, a couple of weeks, maybe it will help with the focus. <laughs> One day. Being a brain. Because right now all it does is give me a headache. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Well, my night sweats went away after I was on Wellbutrin. So maybe okay. maybe the headaches will go away. I'm hoping. They, they do say that. And the insomnia for, went away. Yeah. And for anybody who is taking a new brain med, um, you know, definitely keep notes on what you're experiencing. Um, those symptoms should start to dissipate after a few weeks. Um, if they do not, or in the meantime, you start to have thoughts of harm, uh, you need to stop and talk and, yeah. and reach out to a professional immediately. Um, but yeah, so for those out there that are on methylphenidate, which is a generic for a lot of um ADHD brain meds. The number one symptom, like the number one side effect is headaches. And my doctor never mentioned it. Nobody mentioned it. And I was like, God, I'm having, and I don't normally get headaches. That's not normal for me. Mm-hmm. So I started getting a headache and I was like, well, the weather is being the weather outside. Um, so, you know, crazy pants. Um, so maybe the barometric pressure is screwing with me or something like that. But then like, it kind of just kept going for a few days. And I was like, I've done everything that I usually do, which is like, I hydrate, I make sure I eat something, I ingest some caffeine, I drink something warm, I take a hot shower, you know, all of those things even had like an ice pack on my head for a while. And it wasn't like migraine level, but it was this is uncomfy, right? Level and like, I even like was finally was like, fine, I'm just going to take some Tylenol because I try not to take pain meds if I don't need to. Mm -hmm. Um, No shame for people who do take pain meds. It's just me personally. um, I had a gastric bypass and my gallbladder taken out. So if I don't have to take a pain med, I try really hard not to. Um, But even that didn't work. And I was Uh, like, I was like what is happening and so i started looking it up and i was like oh it's a methylphenidate <laughs> which Good. i did in fact google to see how the hell you pronounce it oh hey i was like i was like what the hell how do you pronounce this word anyways there's there's your delicious tangent for the day my lovelies enjoy that information yeah and if you're having headaches go see a doctor um so yep. spring cleaning, um, the colors that are associated with in bulk are green and it symbolizes new growth and spring and new beginnings. Um, so you can make it in bulk altar. Um, so you can use incense, decorate with green, um, use candles, sim- symbols of the sun, um, early spring flowers like snowdrops or daffodils. 
um, a fountain because like the water is the healing water is like a big deal in Imbolc. Um, and that's from the, the whole Bridget relation. It's like she's like a healing water kind of lady. Um, uh, let's see some wool um, about or sheep figurines. Maybe a little pregnant sheep. Oh, very cute. Um, make it out of straw. Do whatever you want, you know. Um, really well, get into the crafts. Are those cute little, like a cute little sheep made out of pom-poms with like little twiggy legs? That's mm, just yes. like, hi, hello. I'm so yeah. cute. You know, Lauren, um, since you have a child, um, maybe that could be something fun that you could do. And it would just be like, well, it's springtime, little sheep. It doesn't need to be witchy. It's fine. And then you could stick googly eyes on it to make it extra great. Right. (laughs) My kid did not inherit my love of craft so or crafting. Wow. (laughs) See, this is why I'm scared of having children, like things like that. What if they're allergic to cats? Like, oh, my God. Way too much pressure. I doubt they would be allergic to cats because they've been in – They've been surrounded by cats since in, since fertilization. I doubt they right, would be yeah. allergic to cats. Well, you know, Lauren, not everybody can be perfect. It's fine. I'm gonna make him. It's okay. I'm gonna make we him clean his room. <laughs> yeah, make him clean his room. <laughs> like it's all part of the process. Yeah. yeah. Just make maybe him wear a green I, shirt. Maybe I should make a pom pom sheep. That would be so much fun. Yes, do yeah. it. Please send pictures. Yeah. Um, so you can, oh, read that one. Um, okay. So the history of how it was like celebrated, which I guess I should have done first, but I didn't. Um, so fires would have been, um, made and lit like on the top of hills, like bonfires, um, to give thanks and as a sign of hope for the coming spring, cause the days are getting longer and we want to like rejuvenate the sun with our fires. Um, the ancient Celts would make effigies of Bridget's, the Bridget dolls that I was talking about, and they would be taken from, uh, house to house in the town, typically by unmarried young girls. And the doll would be placed next to Bridget's bed, a special little bed made up next to the hearth. Um, there they would also put food out for Bridget. Like, and I would, I was going to make like a joke about like Santa and milk and cookies. And then I realized like, Oh, they would probably actually put out milk because that's like a thing yeah. right now um, for the holiday. And like it would just be like a sweet bread next to it, like the the other kind of bread. It's not very sweet, but, you know, it would be like milk and a bread product. And I was like, maybe that's where we got the milk and cookies for Santa. Yeah. <laughs> so I, maybe I'm on to something. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, listeners, feel free to write in. So, um, but yeah, it's all about the, you know, the – sheep being pregnant and the fertility of the spring and blah 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 so um yeah so they'd set it next to this special bed and then they would set out their milk and cookies and then um they would put out strips of cloth next to the bed and those were laid out so bridget could bless them and then they can be used as bandages throughout the years um and so uh bridget was known for her like protective and healing powers so Mm -hmm. i'm going to be putting some band-aids out Mm-hmm. For her to bless so that I can have some extra strong band-aids. Um, so that's how you can modernize that uh, thing. Yeah. Um, also, I just got into quilting. Um, like I said a couple weeks ago, like I literally just got into it. Um, I have I, – I, I do – I'm a very math-minded person, so I have 71% of my uh, quilt cut out. And then I decided – 
on a whim to make some shams to go with it because I didn't want my pillowcases not to match. So um, now I'm, I think I'm halfway done with the shams almost. Um, I have 500 triangles cut out for the shams and I need 790, I think. So I just have like 300 more. So Wow, you're pretty um, close. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, so you should show us pictures of the fabric because now I want to see what it looks like. That gives me a whole nother idea. Like if you're into sewing or like, what do you call that? Stitching? Shelby, you will. Embroidery? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. You could like embroider um, like the flowers that you mentioned. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. Do a little saying tour or just put like St. Bridget. Yeah. I think doing it just being, you know. Or not Saint. Sorry. (laughs) Or whatever. Yeah. You know. What I have read about it is that I think St. Bridget was influenced by Bridget. I don't know. It says that she was like a person, but it sounds like she was made up to be as like a competition to Bridget the goddess so that they would be celebrating St. Bridget instead. Right. Um, Well, but I mean, they sound very similar. Right. It makes sense to me that like, even if she was a saint originally and she really was an actual person, um, it makes sense that they would just mix those things together because that's what was happening anyways. Right. So like, even if they wanted to make it so that these people would be celebrating the Christian things. Right. So, I mean, the, the, whatever they could pull from the pagan stuff to keep them celebrating, they were like, whatever. Right. Just give it to them. So let's see. They would make their Bridget effigy, mm-hmm. and then they would put it next to their her bread with their milk and cookies mm-hmm. um, and their strips of cloth so that she could bless their Band-Aids. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next morning, families would search the hearth for marks of Bridget in the ashes. Um, and that was a good omen. And if they didn't have any marks, it could mean the upcoming year was going to be rough. Um, marks as in like what? I don't know. It didn't say. Just marks. <laughs> maybe footprints. Footprints maybe. I don't know. Um, so um, and then the Christ- like I said earlier, the Christianized version of St. Bridget is also pretty neat. Um, so we're probably going to get into her next year. Um, yeah. There's a lot of like other stuff like. I think the they took the the strips of cloth thing from the pagan thing and they started like tying it to like trees with Saint Bridget. So um like a lot of a lot of interesting things between the two. I just had um, this really good creative idea. So it's called um strip quilting. So you mm-hmm. could like make your strips, set them out for Bridget, and then sew them up into a quilt. Right? And then you'll have healing all year round for your Right? Quilt. Every time you sleep um, underneath it. Yeah. Get her to bless your jelly rolls. That's when they're... <laughs> jelly rolls are like... Um, the. It's like a bunch of like coordinating strips of cloth that they've cut at like two and a half inches or whatever. It's like a lot of the squares are two and a half inches. Right. Um, and then you can either sew the strips all together um, or you can... Um, cut out the squares and sew the squares and you know whatever cut out triangles um but they're they're sold in what they're called jelly rolls because they were like all rolled up these strips of fabric are all rolled up okay. um i'm sorry like so a have picture her bless was, your jelly rolls like a picture was like you go to the store you buy yourself a jelly roll and you leave it by your i'm gonna have her bless my stomach which are my jelly rolls yeah so, that's so, what I thought. Like, please bless us thank you very you know what why the hell not? 
Yeah. Where the hell not? <laughs> you know, she, I, she's into it, you know? Right? Um, so let's see. Do you guys think you're going to do any in bulk traditions this year or incorporate them in any way into your lives? I definitely, okay. I have a really difficult time with cleaning. Like that's my, one of my big ADHD shticks is like, mm -hmm. I will want to do it. I will see that it needs to be done. I will desperately want to do it. And then like the performance disconnect is like, nah, bitch, sorry. So um, I would like to say some cleaning, um, but. But you're more of a, a Bridget doll kind of. Yeah, celebrator. yeah. I don't know if I'll do a doll. Um, crafting, I might, making yeah, I a might, sheep. Yeah, I might try to create something. I want something. that sheep. You want the sheep? I want you to make that sheep. <laughs> All right, I gotta, I gotta make a trip to the, the craft store and get me some pom poms, or at least some... share a picture of it. Oh yeah, if I actually make it, you guys, I'll, I'll be like, look, guys, look what I made. I'm so happy. Um, there's also like, um. I am doing a refresh of the house as far as like the Christmas stuff is down. Um, my office is in a state of disrepair, um, which is also my magic space. So I'll probably refresh the um, pseudo altar that I have. Um, I did see a like mini in bulk spell where um, you took a little glass container um, and you filled it full of salt which kind of represented snow. And oh, then you, okay. you took a bay leaf and you wrote like a wish on there or something. And then you stuck the bay leaf in the salt to the side. And then on the other side, you put like a little white tea candle, like a little small one. And then you lit it and let it like burn out. Mm -hmm. um, my only thing about that be, be careful of is because bay leaves are dried and they're highly flammable um right you, and you could if also you're letting a candle burn out make sure you're in the same room with it watching it right. carefully and don't burn your house down exactly or light an led candle you yeah can do it. Th that would also work um just as well and some people actually on purpose burn the bay leaves um mm -hmm. to kind of release it i might do something like that just because it's it's easy and it's simple and it's still acknowledging like what's going on but that's mm -hmm. that's probably so what I, I do <laughs> just a small tangent for for me because I haven't mm. done my tangents yet yeah um, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so I, last week we were talking about um, doing uh, the like burning the the letter that I got from that person that I don't want to yes. get letters from um, with a candle and I went out to do that last Saturday or I guess on Friday. I went mm -hmm. out to do it on Friday and I got into my yard and I realized like, okay, well there's still some like leaves on the ground. And then I like freaked myself out. I was like, what if I light this on fire and it gets really big and it gets like the other leaves on fire. <laughs> and then I'm like running around the yard trying to like put out this fire. And I was like, you know what? This is taking up too much of my time and too much of my anxiety. And I threw it in the recycling. Nice. <laughs> so I nice. lit, walked the candle. I walked the candle around my yard a little bit. And I was like, this is enough. I've purified this space. <laughs> Whatever works, man. Whatever so, works. You guys, you know, if you, if you're doing a spell and you decide that you, um, 
no law it's the spell is taking more out of you than you're getting out of it feel free to just stop doing the spell and throw it in the recycling that is also a spell it also works just the same um did some visualization cord cutting feeling good about that so we'll see (laughs) i love it i think it's great (laughs) well what do you guys think you might do for in bulk um I will let Shelby go first because I have to let my dog out. Be right back. Okay. okay. <laughs> BRB. Um, I'll probably – I want to try making that bread because it looks like um, oh, something yeah. I could do. Uh, and I, so I wouldn't have to buy any, like, extra things for it. Mm-hmm. I have all that stuff in my house. So make the be- bread, um, eat the bread, um, drink some oat milk, which I feel like is combining the oats – from the doll with yeah, right. <laughs> For our lactose intolerant friends, there yeah. are alternatives and they work just the same. Like- yeah, so I'm gonna drink some oat milk um, with my bread. Uh, I do like the idea of crafting. I don't know if I'm because in bulk is in like two days, which yeah. I think I got confused about the recording order, and I think we're gonna have to release this one tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then spells later. So spells is going to say we're talking about in bulk next, but we're going to release that first. And we're just going to be like, you know what? It's their 15th episode and they're confused. And that's okay. <laughs> it happens, man. Shit happens to the so, best of us. This might be episode 14, but, it, you know, you know, it's it's going to come out tomorrow. So or maybe I'll, I maybe I know I don't want to release them both at the same time because I want to be up an episode ahead. So. um. So anyway, if you're wondering why. This one is going to say – Spells is going to be next, and then after that we'll say what's going to be after Spells because Spells is going to say in bulk is next, and that's not right. And I'll edit in there uh, that that's not right. So <laughs> um, so anyway, I'll probably do the planning of the garden like, like we were talking yeah. about during the Wheel of the Year episode because it's a good – it's just a good time of the year to be doing that. So right. um, think about the garden. Michael doesn't think – because he's out – of town a lot for work Mm -hmm. um so he doesn't think he's gonna have like enough time to dedicate to the garden which means he's not going to plant uh a 13 by 13 garden entirely of corn this year oh dear god Um, (laughs) yeah he he did a 13 by 13 all in corn this year and then the year or last year and the year before that he did half of it in corn and, and how the, the corn, how did the corn grow in your backyard? The first year it grew out really good. Um, it, it the corn turned out really good. Last mm-hmm. year it didn't. It, the storm knocked it down, and we just didn't pay enough attention to it and didn't go out there enough for it, and it just didn't turn out right. You know, last year was very was very much like that with a lot of stuff because um, I had tomatoes and I had you know. And they grew, they were growing, but they did not produce. I got maybe like two tomatoes out of it. Oh, wow. That was my strawberry, little Mm -hmm. strawberry patch the year before. But last year I had these weird looking insects. They looked like ants, but they had like this straight stinger out their bottom and really long antenna. And they were like see-through That's when I give the garden over to nature. That's what I was like. I was like... (laughs) They were starting to eat them from the bud down to, like, the stem. And I was like, okay, well, 
Weird. You guys get the strawberries this year. <laughs> so the first year we did a garden, we did part of it was the corn and then part Michael plant. I said, Michael, I want maybe like one or two um, cucumber plants and one or two tomato plants. So he plants six of each um, because he just can't do anything like in a small amount. Cause he was like, well, they'll probably half of them will probably die. Well, they all lived. Um, <laughs> so we ended up with a gajillion cucumbers and a gajillion tomatoes. Um, so, but one day we went out there and I guess this happens if you don't water them enough and they're not hydrated enough. These like little flat, like they're, I don't know, maybe like two centimeters big and like maybe like two centimeters wide and three centimeters tall. And um, they're like very flat bugs with like wide legs, um, six, six legs. I don't know what kind of bug they are. Um, Michael looked it up, but they were like covering all of the cucumbers. And that is when I stopped eating cucumbers. Are they like squash bugs? I've heard of. Maybe. It sounds like a squash bug because yeah. they will. The cucumbers grow on the ground. So. Cucumber yeah. is. Well, yeah. Yeah. Cucumbers. Yes, ours, ours grew mm. up the side because we put um, like chicken wire on the um, side and then we like wrapped it around so it'd grow up. Yeah. But it was like a wall of bugs, a wall of those. It was so many of those bugs. And I just turned around and went right back inside. I was like, absolutely not. And I I was like, I'm not eating any more of these cucumbers. No. I'm scared of them. No, no, no. Not today. And I know that's, that's wasteful, but it's like, you know what? But at the, the same earth time. The and the earth gives back and then I can just give back to the, the plants. Well, and then at that the point, you know, you have to consider like. It, you would have to do some sort of pesticide, whether it is natural or do you guys made. Do a or... pesticide on your outside plants? I don't. I, don't. I usually try to plant um, like friendly plants next to them that will help mm-hmm. with certain insects, and I didn't do like that miracles? last year. So with my strawberries, I will usually plant, and it's only it's maybe like a four by five little space. Mm-hmm. So I'll plant like one sage bush or what have you in the center. Mm-hmm. And then I might do like tiny basil plants. The basil goes crazy. Yeah. It like gets super big. That one so if it gets yeah. too big, if you don't trim it down, then it can yeah, shade Yeah, you can't let it flower. Much. Yeah, and you can't let it flower, but it can shade the strawberry area too much mm-hmm. for that tiny space I have. So I have to be a little more choosy about where I put my basil. But last year, I just didn't do that. I was like, oh, well, they're all like growing up all over the place. There's no like spot in the middle where the basil used to be. And I was like, okay, I'll just let the strawberries have it. Maybe we'll have tons of strawberries. And then, of course, those insects came and just ruined it all. That's okay. Fucking rude. (laughs) That's like my front little area. Um I kind of wanted to do this last year, but I, it pittered out. Um, I would like to, um, I planted mint there and the mint, the mint has taken over and now the mint must go away. Um, but I'm going to have to till it. Um, Mm -hmm. but what I would like to do is till that up and then plant like 
bulbs for old seasons because I love flowers and I love cut flowers. And it's like, it makes makes way more sense to grow my own. Um, And then, you know, bulbs just, I mean, most of them come back because they're Mm -hmm. perennials. Um, Unless you get, you know, ones that are, can't survive in whatever zone. In your climate, yeah. Yeah, in whatever zone you're in. So that's something, too, that um, I have all of the stuff I need sitting in my Amazon cart. Maybe I will push purchase as my bulk. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. as my bulk. I also was thinking, and then the thought has gotten away from me. What was I thinking just a second ago? I want to plant catnip. That's what I was thinking. Okay. So I planted catnip. Did I tell you about that cat? You did. Yes. Yeah. I did. haven't found him again. Tuna treat. He hasn't. I think he might be being fed by somebody because he looks, you know, hefty. Right. Um, <laughs> and it his fur wasn't matted or anything. Like it wasn't tangled. Right. So, but he definitely was dirty and pretty smelly. Like he smelled like he had pee pee on him. Um, so like, he definitely it. would benefit from the groomer. Um, he may but have been in this. He might be somebody's outside cat or something uh, that they feed or something. But um, you know, I think all cats should be my inside cats. So, uh, but I haven't seen him around. Oh, I, I found yeah. a cat outside my house the other day, and I named him Tuna Treat. Um, Michael said he didn't like the name, so I think if we find him again, we'll, we're going to have to change the name to Bob Barker. Um, <laughs> I don't think he's neutered. Um, so oh my god! Stay and neuter your pets. Um, we're a pro spay and neuter podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm assuming, I'm hoping, um, yes. I'm a, I'm a, yes. okay. Yes. <laughs> we're a pro spay and neuter podcast. Um, but anyway, tuna treat. I, I hope the best for tuna treat. I do too. I planted catnip once, once <laughs> outside. I want to, I want to get tuna treat in my yard and this is, you know, I do it. So it didn't really do very well, first of all, because catnip is a, it's part of the mint family. Um, anything that has a square stem is part of the mint family. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be minty to be part of the mint family. Right. Um, but I did plant it. Um, it did not do very well. Um, some cats did come around, but you know who did come around way more often was my possum friends. My possum that's a, friends that's a benefit. were- obsessed obsessed with it and that's fine like i don't really mind them you know i was like whatever i don't care it just didn't do very well and then i was concerned because um i think one of the possum friends got ran over Hmm. and i was just like oh i know this isn't my fault but i was like yeah maybe maybe i won't try to plant that again last year and it did not come back like yeah. I'm a firm believer that certain plants will just be like, no, no, I'm not feeling it. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to return back to the earth. Uh, nice meeting you. Uh, bye. Yeah. And they just die. <laughs> so I'm going to try it. Cause I, I had a pot in my backyard one time uh, that I saw and I have not seen her again. And it's in my backyard that we plant all this stuff. So it's away from the road. Yeah. Um, so, and, you know, we're in like a pretty residential area. Um, yeah. Do you guys want to do some lightning round questions? Yeah, let's do it. 
Okay, so Brittany thought of some. So if you could have something blessed by Bridget, what would it be? Uh, put in the thinking music while we think for a second. <laughs> <laughs> if I sing it, can Jeopardy sue me? I don't know. Um, for copyright infringement. It's 30 seconds, so I think. I wonder if there's any crystals. If there's any crystals that are more towards like in bulk or Bridget, I and if I have it already. Oh, I'm sure. And maybe I'd set that out. Where do you even set it out on your little makeshift altar area? By your fireplace is if you have a fireplace or so my sensi warmer where it's like yeah (laughs) I don't I don't see what the fuck not by a candle or something yeah yeah. um it's like a fire holiday and she's like a fire goddess so okay many things yeah so probably do that I really liked um I never shared what I would do I really liked Brittany's thing. With the salt and the bay leaves. I've done that before years ago where I'd like write my wishes on individual bay leaves burn mm-hmm. them, and then let the wind take it. Like that idea. So maybe crystals. That's probably my answer. Yeah. I'd let her bless crystals. Sorry for skipping over you about what. Yeah, no, for you're involved. okay. <laughs> Sorry, we got talking about gardens, and you know how you know how our, my brain is. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you, are you going to incorporate any any in bulk things in your in your February? Lauren? As you hear my dog whine, yeah, <laughs> mama, mama, please. Oh my goodness, it's almost dinner. That's why he's probably whining. Yeah. Um. Well, I like to clean and be organized, so that's always a given. I'll definitely be doing that. Lightning. Food. <laughs> come here. Just come here. Stop it. There is an Lord. episode of And That's Why We Drink where they started talking about whale sounds. So Christine, when she was editing, put in whale sounds in the background. Oh, my God. And everybody <laughs> but, was like, why are there whale sounds? Well, what happened was she put in an ad and so it moved the the talking backwards. So the whale sounds started before they referenced whale sounds. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so nobody. So she says she still gets emails right. about the whale sounds. Like, uh, there's some weird, like, I don't know, whale sounds in the really? background of this yeah. episode. I don't know if you meant to do that. And I feel like he's our whale sounds. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. fine. I'm for and it. And it's perfect. It's the lightning round. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's his round. Exactly. Um, uh, that's probably it for me. Keeping yeah, it simple. Making him clean his room. I'm I'm doing sheep figurines next year. Not this year because it's only like two days and I just did my research <laughs> today. So <laughs> next year I'm doing sheep figurines. Ooh, um, and the making of the bread. That would be if, you know, mm-hmm. I have those ingredients already. I might do that. Yeah. You probably do because it's just like flour, salt, olive oil. I can't remember what else. Baking like, soda, I think you baking, said. Yeah. There's not need, even yeast. You need oh. a floof powder in there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Brittany, did you say what you would have blessed? I can't remember now. My, no, my I haven't. Brain. And would I you haven't. like to? Uh, sure. Um, I'm very much – I cook a lot. I'm very into cooking. So I feel like probably making the bread – would be uh, would be pretty cool as far as blessing or have her um, bless your flower 
or something like that. Something where I'm like, I use this all the time. So or your cook, uh, I can't say apparently because I have a cough drop in my mouth. That's what- your cookware. <laughs> yes. You yeah. Like that. I think my cookware. Yeah, I might be. I might leave it out and be like. If you could bless this, that would be bombastic. Thank right, you or very bless much. your oven. Yeah. Because it's oh, like fire. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I might be like, please bless my oven slash stove. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. I, Here's your oat milk. <laughs> yeah. I like Lauren's idea of blessing the strips of cloth or maybe triangles of cloth and oh, then yeah. sewing it into a quilt. That, yeah. that I think is the best idea I've heard all day. Um. So how can you bring mindfulness into your in bulk? Um, Brittany, you thought of this question, so you have to go first. Um, (laughs) I think that um, something I've noticed is that um, mindfulness is just a lot harder for especially Americans to participate Mm -hmm. in because our society very much um, bases your worth on your productivity. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like if you're not being productive – then, you know, you have no worth, um, which is the reason why I think we throw away our, our senior citizens. We just, you know, throw them away because mm-hmm. they can't produce anymore. Right. Um, so I think a direct fuck you to that is mindfulness, um, which has so many studies have shown that it is very, very, very good for your mental health. Um, so I think, you know, it would be cool if on, you know, the Sabbaths and stuff like that, bringing some sort of mindfulness practice um, in that day, you know, just even if you're just taking two minutes for it. Um, something I think that I would like to do is, you know, acknowledge that the stirrings of spring are starting and being like, yeah, it's, you know, I'm getting a little, I'm getting excited for that and the new growth, but also understanding that this is still a time for rest even though I know that spring is coming and I can get excited about it and I can be like, yeah, spring's coming and this cool stuff. And, you know, I can plant my garden and I can do all that. Um, I think that I would also like to take a moment to just like maybe, you know, making the fry bread or something where I'm just really Mm -hmm. into the moment and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm doing this right now or taking a moment to stop and be thankful for like what I've got going on in my life. Um, but spell work also is really great for mindfulness because you're just taking a moment right. to just kind of be. Be intentional about things, yeah. Right, exactly. Um, I just think that's important because we're we're a society that's so fast-paced that, like, it's it's getting reckless, I think, personally. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Your turn. <laughs> Either one of you. <laughs> Shelby, can you restate the question? <laughs> um, how can you bring mindfulness into your in bulk practices? So, okay. um, I'm gonna go because I already go. know. So, my practices were going to be cleaning, obviously. When mm-hmm. I well, okay, so I shouldn't say obviously. When I am cleaning. It's a really good time for me to meditate. If I'm not listening to podcasts or, mm-hmm. you know, something else, I'll, it like zones me. I get into like this hypnotic zone mm-hmm. where I just will think random things and I just figure things out then. So I'm organizing and being mindful through that process for me. Yeah. 
because I know Shelby doesn't like to do it, and a lot of other people probably don't <laughs> like to do it. So, and then isn't my my mindfulness time, unfortunately. So then, uh, and then what Shelby or not Shelby, what Brittany had said, when you're doing spell work, mm-hmm. you're also being mindful. So as I am figuring out what I want to write on these leaves, these sage leaves, sage or basil? No, basil or bay, bay leaves, bay leaves. There we go. Yeah. Thank you. The soup leaves. (laughs) I could be mindful in what I am writing. Mm. So. Yeah. I think it's a good time to to just plug this in here. Um, We very much have been given an idea of what meditation is supposed to look like. Right. Meditation comes in so many different forms. Um, You know, you can be doing something physical and meditating, like mm-hmm. there's nothing that says that you can't. Um, right. I have a, a friend who washing dishes is her meditative zone where she can actually like calm her mind. She's completely into the task that she's doing. And How she gets, do I get these coping mechanisms? Like, uh, I not have like... ADHD. I <laughs> not have ADHD. That's all I can tell I'm you. I'm so jealous of these coping we're, mechanisms. You're, I mean, we're you fucked, Shelby. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I got like crying and eating for mine. I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I, I have I those too. I have yeah. those too. Yeah. Um, what started helping me with mindfulness is doing a body scan. Mm-hmm. Like where I literally just like do this. I Since I'm very visual, I visualize myself and like star trek or something like that and they're like scanning my body slowly to see Mm. like what's going on and that helps me uh quite a bit so but yeah just opening up your options guys like you you don't have to be sitting in a lotus position with incense and you know a candle and everything else like that if that's what works for you great but don't try to force yourself into a meditative practice that isn't intuitive to you and your body and you don't have to like being completely like quiet within your mind is almost something that can't be reached. Mm-hmm. So don't let that like stop you. Cause when I started it back in like high school, we'd do like PE and then we'd have like mindfulness where we're supposed to meditate. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be like, quiet your mind down. And then all those little thoughts come in and I'm like, damn it. Why can't I be quiet? Mm-hmm. And it isn't until like, it wasn't until recently that like I was listen to other people on the internet saying that like that's something only like the most enlightened like buddha type people can reach Mm -hmm. is complete silence in the mind so you know let those thoughts come in they're coming in for a reason part of of yeah part of meditation is is about like sitting with those thoughts and yeah you know thinking on them and stuff so you know thoughts thoughts aren't bad no matter how much you hate them. But, um, well, and not only that, but it can you can also let those thoughts go. Mm-hmm, like, it's almost yeah. like cars on a highway. Like, they're there, but you don't have to stop every single car. Like, right. it can just go go by. Only the Ferraris. You only, only want to do the Ferrari of thoughts. <laughs> the Ferrari. <laughs> let yeah. the Hondas go. Let the Toyotas go. The Civics. It's fine. Yeah. they'll they'll come back through Um, but I was also going to say for me another um, a really good time to meditate is if you're doing a long distance drive 
Mm. And you just always do that drive. So maybe to and from work if you have to commute. Like that's that was always the best time. I would put music on mm-hmm. in the background. And then like eventually I'd zone out and just do all my thinking then. I used so when I worked retail, um, they played the radio all day and it was not music I would have chosen. Oh dear. Um <laughs> and I used to drive home in silence because I was just like <laughs> I had just been like so deprived of silence the entire existence <laughs> that I was just yeah. like, I don't need this. Uh, and that's I why would, I like talk radio too. Cause I, right. I, I would put the asterisk here that when Lauren says you're entering a meditative state while you're driving, she does not mean highway hypnosis. Right. Pay, pay attention to what you're doing. Don't fall on the asleep. road. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. But I, you know, I know exactly what you're talking about, though, because when I go visit um, my mom, that's a very long drive for me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it gets to a point where, like, yeah, I'm paying attention, but I also am very, very familiar with where I'm going. Right. And a lot of the time, that's kind of when I get into a. I think I get most meditative when I am doing my crafts, my fiber arts, Mm. um, especially like crocheting something or knitting something that's like really easy, like in the round, which like could incorporate the wool from, you know, from the sheep part of in bulk. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if you're just doing, you know, a knit in the round or a single crochet or something for like a hat, um, it, it becomes, you know, the same movement. So you don't have to and if you have stitch markers and you don't even really have to count. Um, so 10 out of 10 can recommend a good stitch marker. And then, you know, cutting these triangles has been fun. Um, cause I'm cutting out the 700 little ones and then I think 170 big ones. Um, wow. yeah. Do your so, hands hurt? Got- Do you have like cramped hands no, from all the cutting? No, I over time. And then I use a rotary blade. So, and I have like a template made up, so I don't have to even measure. I just cut the template and it's a triangle. So I do it like, right. I cut the, the strip of how long, like how tall the template is. So Mm -hmm. for the, for the big ones, it's 10 and a half. And for the little ones, it's two and a half. Um, And then I can just cut a right side of triangle and an upside down triangle. And that, that angle matches. Mm -hmm. Um, So then I'm only cutting one side of each triangle basically um from the whole strip so um anyway quilting is fun and it's a lot of math and i love it you know (laughs) um but yeah so and then then you get to kind of like play around with geometry and oh and i started stacking um my strips of fabric that i've cut out so i i stack them like five or six and you have to have a really sharp rotary blade if you do this um with a rotary blade um, so switch your blades, a sharp blade is much safer than a dull blade. Um, so mm-hmm. this is your reminder to change out your rotary blade, but I stack them like six, six on top of each other mm-hmm. and then cut out the squares. Um, so that ends up saving a lot of time because then I'm cutting out six instead of one at a time. Um, nice. Yeah. So anyway, follow me for more quilting tips. <laughs> incredibly beginner quilting tips oh i it is 
so it, it's very cold where we're at right now and it's starting to get dark and I feel like the sleepies slipping oh my God, in. Same. And I'm like, same. it's can you it's, hear it in my voice? It's five o'clock. <laughs> like right? I gotta go do something. I gotta go do something yeah. else. <laughs> I gotta go craft. Right. Um, I need well, a, I need a, you guys, some short ribs. I think speaking of that, I think we made it through another episode. Yay! We did. We did. Um so our next episode topic is going to be um the the spells episode that we've already recorded so they're gonna sound a little out of order and we're just gonna have fun with it you know and then after that is gonna be runes and symbols which i might change uh depending on how i feel because i kind of want to wait until james r eads releases his green glyphs tarot before we do runes because he has a whole rune deck in the guidebook Mm -hmm. sounds very informative and I kind of, so I might scooch that down and maybe do numerology anyway um, listen to our next episode to see what the topic is that's please <laughs> that's engage with us um, so email your questions your comments your stories your issues your concerns to uh, charmed and alarmed gmail.com we still don't have a Patreon, but one day, maybe, um, follow us on social media. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine if we got a Patreon and I made a quilt pattern for our <gasps> Patreons? Wouldn't that be fun? That would be um, cool. <laughs> yeah. So follow us on social media so you can know if we ever create a Patreon and what's on there. Um, <laughs> Facebook and Instagram, we're at charmed underscore alarmed. And then don't forget to rate and review us, especially on Apple Podcasts, because that's really where... Uh, it makes a big difference um, but any podcast platform of your choice if you'd like to rate and review us we'd really appreciate the five stars um, if you have that and then like I said before funniest review will get read on the podcast um, and then again thank you again to our anonymous special guest who gave us their little audio recording and we got to kind of talk about spirit guides again so that was really fun so thank you to that person um, thanks so much for listening. I'm Shelby. I'm Lauren. And I'm Brittany. And we are charmed and alarmed. Thanks, guys.